What's going on, Golly Dating family? Long overdue to drop a podcast for you all, <laughs> but life has been hectic. Uh, was going to drop one last week and unfortunately had a friend pass away as well. Um, but, you know, in the middle of the chaos, God is still good. So wherever you are, I hope you're still serving. hope you're still seeking God. Um, and that's one of the reasons why this podcast always tells you, search the scriptures for yourself and don't use us or even your pastor's as your guide in order to get a closer walk with God you have to be digging into the scriptures yourself because you have to develop your own personal walk with God but today I want to talk to you about something that I think is important um because I know I've I have that type of friend but do any of you listening you know just shake your head wherever you're at whether you're on the train or washing dishes and playing this in the background but do any of you have that friend that always reaches out and ask for advice, you know, whether it's the middle of the night, uh, whether it's something serious or it's not, and you know whatever advice you give them, they're not going to take it. You know, they, what outfit should I wear? Do you think I should wear blue or black? And you say blue, you know for a fact you're going to see them wearing black later. Should I date this person? Should I go back to this person? What do you think? And you can tell them, no, don't do it. And you know by next week, all the pictures are back up on social media and they're, they're dating that person. Should I, should I take this job? And you tell them, I think that's a great opportunity. You should take it. And then you find out they never took it. Whatever it is that you're telling that person to do, you know for a fact they're going to do the opposite. <laughs> you know, I think we all have that friend. And chances are, if you don't have that friend, um, I hate to break it to you. You might be that person. Maybe they're viewing you. Um, maybe your friend group is viewing you as the person who doesn't take advice from anyone. You're going to do whatever you want to do. Um, you know, you ask people for your opinion, for their opinion, but truth be told, your your mind is already made up. So you're not necessarily seeking clarity on a situation. You're just waiting for someone to give you confirmation. Um, and it's even weird because sometimes people do that with God. You know, we ask God for a sign but we know we're going to ignore all of his signs until he says yes to whatever it is our will is. I think a lot of times we, we're just hoping someone joins our side. And it's not shade, you know, because we've all been there. Unfortunately, that's, you know, it's a sign of immaturity. But, you know, we've all been there. You know, and um, growing up, you know, in a Jamaican home, you hear a common saying that who whom don't feel. Because I don't want to say it with an accent. You got, I'm confusing all you guys. But whom don't hear whom don't hear must feel uh i just butchered it i'm trying to be americanized but if you don't listen you will have to feel the consequences um if you don't listen when advice is given to you then whatever harvest you reap after that's fully up to you um and which is fair it's not a matter of you know wishing bad on anyone but if you offer someone advice um, and they decide, I'm not going to take your advice, then sure, whatever consequences you, you receive from that decision, you are mature enough to do whatever you wanted. Now you must be mature enough to deal with the harvest. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times we don't, we, we don't understand that, you know, unfortunately our, our decisions, you know, our actions have consequences, but I want you guys to read alongside with me. Bear with me. Don't skip forward. I want you to hear these verses. It's quite a few verses. Proverbs 1, 
uh, starting at verse 20 in the NLT, it says, Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those who gather in the front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered you. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock when I will mock you when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you for help. Um, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you, when they try, when they cry, and oh my, when they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me, for they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency, but all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear or harm, fear of harm. You know, and I know that was lengthy and I know I butchered it a bit, but I, the, the Bible is showing us um, a principle in regards to wisdom. It says that wisdom is being offered to you. It's shouting from the streets. You know, it's trying to get your attention. But unfortunately, when you decide to ignore wisdom, and you decide to ignore what it is that's there to protect you, then okay, when the storm comes, wisdom is going to laugh in your face because you had the opportunity to take heed to what God wanted you to hear. Um, that's like telling someone, hey, man, don't go outside. There's a huge Rottweiler down the road, and it's on no chain, and the owner, we don't know where the owner is. And you say, listen, I'm going down the road. I, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody can tell me anything. But when you when you get outside and that dog starts chasing you, do not say, why didn't anyone tell me? What's the problem? Oh, God must hate me. No, God doesn't hate you. There was a warning that you decided you were not going to listen to. You know, I want you guys to understand that God would allow you because God is such a good God, you know, and he's such a sovereign God. A lot of times we mistake, you know, just because he loves us, you know, he's going to stop danger from happening. No, God loves you so much that he won't force his will. He wants you to choose him. So there's a possibility that God has a will for your life and he's allowing you to walk away from him despite knowing it can harm you because he knows that I've been trying to offer my will and my people aren't listening. And we see throughout scripture that God is willing to allow us to do as we please, even if it's to our own detriment. You know, being a, a parent helps place things into perspective for me and allowing me to realize how unreasonable children are. You know, my, my child knows what's healthy and what's not healthy based off what we're giving him. But if it was up to him, the, the little guy will eat candy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. My daughter, she might want junk food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well. They may not choose healthy foods. They may not think it's necessary to turn off the television. They may not think, it. you know, whatever it is, even if they know right from wrong, you say you tell them, now they're frustrated that they have to have broccoli. 
Now they're frustrated that they're not allowed to be on the iPad all day. Now they're frustrated because you tell them it's bedtime, even though they know it's been the same bedtime since birth. You know, so I want you guys to understand it's so easy for us to look at kids and they're real. Why are you little humans so unreasonable? When in reality, I wonder if this is how some of us are spiritually. Whereas God, we complain whenever we don't get our own way. You know, we we argue with God whenever he doesn't make us happy. There's no way God loves me since I'm not happy right now. But since when was God ever interested in fulfilling our happiness? God is more interested in our holiness He's more interested in our righteousness. He's more interested in our relationship with him because truly there is no true joy, true peace, true happiness outside of him. All joy outside of God is temporary. Um, the Bible mentioned, I believe in Hebrews, that um, the pleasures of sin for a season because sin is pleasurable, but it's seasonal. However, Psalm 16 and 11 tells us in his presence is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. So it's completely different. But the same way children will question their parents, even though the parents are telling them what's right for them, what protects them, what, what allows them to grow, children can still be frustrated and argue and, you know, do the things that kids do. But how many of us look like that with God? God, I need a spouse today. And God is like, you're not ready for that today. And it's like, oh my, when are the pe- God, when are the people coming? Well, what am I supposed to be doing? How, how what, what is there even a godly man left in the church? There are no godly women in the church. There are no God. And it's like, we start bickering and arguing with God. And God is just saying, it's not your time just yet. Or how about you just spend time with me and, and trust that I'm aligning things for your good? You know, but a lot of times when we don't get our way, we start being frustrated. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. But, you know, a lot of times we quote that. Some people have it tattooed on their forearm and it's like we put that in our bio, but it's so hard to actually live. You know what I mean? It's so easy to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. But many of us, we trust in the Lord with 98% of our heart. You know, we trust in God with 50% of our heart. We trust in God with our Sundays and our midweeks. Um, But we don't trust in God the way we should with our finances. We don't trust in God the way we should in our relationships. We don't trust in God the way we should in in our sicknesses. You know, and it's like God is saying in all of your ways, you have to acknowledge me and then I can direct your paths. But when we decide, well, God, you're taking too long. I'm going to do things my way. That's when God is like, okay. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And unfortunately, (laughs) whom don't hear must feel. If you decide you're going to do whatever you want, like the prodigal son, and that's a principle I want you guys to understand about God. The prodigal son decided 
I'm not waiting on the proper order to receive my blessing from my father. Give me what's mine and let me leave. He decided to take his, and basically that should be given to him, I believe, when the father dies. So he didn't even care. Like his father didn't even mean much to him. He just wanted what was his. Forget this family, forget the royalty, forget all the benefits. I want to do my own thing. But the scriptures do not tell us at any point the father um, chased after him to beg him to stay. The Bible tells us that the father was looking out the window, waiting to see his son return. So you know the father loved him. You know the father was being patient. You know the father was hoping that God will bring him home. However, it doesn't say the father was stopping him from doing whatever he wanted. And I want us to understand that God is, as much as God loves us, he wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to choose him. He wants us to do the right thing. If I decide I'm turning away from him, sometimes he allows that. He might just say, okay, I'll wait until you realize that your plan will fail. And unfortunately, many have turned away from God and never had the opportunity to repent and never had the opportunity to restore the relationship. They just left God and you know, and passed away in, in sin or in, in broken situations or in dysfunctional relationships and whatever it is, turned away from God or maybe turned away from the church or maybe turned away from Christians and you didn't realize that it was to your detriment. But that's the thing. People, we don't realize that as much as God loves you, he's not going to stop you from making a fool out of yourself. If you're determined to, God would allow it. But most times God will give you that free will because that's, a, I believe God gives us free will because he wants us to be true worshipers. If you're not given a choice, then it's not real worship. It's an obligation. It's a duty. It's mandated. You know, so when you have that choice and you decide, God, I'm going to trust you with all my heart, even though I don't understand, that's when it's showing the fruit of your walk with God. I want you guys to hear this verse. Um, and it's not in regards to, to dating, but I think it's important. I'll read the KJV, then I'll reread it in the NLT, 2 Thessalonians 2, 11. It says, and for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Um, in NLT, it says, so God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Verse 12 says, then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So I want you to process that for a bit. So he's telling us that God is the one who's going to cause people to be deceived. No, but God is a God of love. That's what all the pastors are saying. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of grace. And they don't give you the full picture of God. And unfortunately, many of us, we don't have a full picture of God. We only see the fairy tale side of him, the Disney channel, where everything is love, mercy, grace, and God doesn't believe in discipline or allowing you to reap what you sow. But the Bible shows us that because people did not have a love for truth, and Jesus is the truth. So because you really didn't have a love for God himself, you really had a love for what you can get from him. He'll allow you to believe a strong delusion. He will allow you to think this relationship is what God has for me. When in reality, nah, it wasn't God who, who thought that this was good for you. It was your emotions and your flesh. And God said, okay, I'll let you believe that. And now you're consumed with the thought of being with this person when in reality, this person is going to be your downfall. 
you're, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how God works because it's not that he'll, he won't give you grace or space to repent. He, God always wants to give you a space to repent. He wants us all to return to him. It's not his will that any should perish, but God will also allow you to believe a lie. If you're determined to pursue after a lie rather than pursue after his truth, his presence, his will, then God will allow that to happen. So that's why we have to be careful and check our motive, check our check what's guiding us because we can enter into relationships against God's will. You can enter into businesses against God's will. If you guys have been following Godly Dating for years, you know that we tried to get into some stuff um, years ago, um, thinking things were God's will, kind of backfired on us, which is great, you know, because I realized that God didn't want me to do certain things, but it's so easy for us to think we heard God. And that's why you have to be sensitive to the spirit. Because you want to be sure God is guiding you and it's not just your emotions playing with you. Because I believe that many of us, we want something so bad that we're willing to exclude God to get it. Many of us, we want to be in a relationship so bad that we don't care if it's a godly relationship at this point. Does he, does he go to church once a year? All right, that's good enough. Many of us, we want money so bad, we're willing to take a job that takes us away from church and takes us away from our ability to serve, our ability to be around our family because you want money so bad. Many of us were pursuing after the pulpit and, and ministry opportunities and everybody wants to be a social media influencer and the, the Christian guy on TikTok and the Christian woman on Instagram or whatever. And we're pursuing after these things and not pointing people back towards Jesus, but they're pointing them to ourself. So you want something so bad. You want that platform so bad that you, you'll you use God's name for your glory. But God is not in the midst of it. So I want us to be careful because I believe it's the enemy's will, enemy's plan is to rush us out of the will of God. The enemy wants to rush us into something that God doesn't want us to do. He wants to rush us into making decisions that God doesn't want us to make. He wants us to rush into Jumping into things because it may sound good and then not realize that it could harm us in the future. So I know, I know I'm, I'm not, uh, I came out the gate pretty heavy today, you know, but it's been a long time coming, you know, I'm not going to make this episode too much longer, but I want us to understand when you fall in love with the truth of God's word, he will not allow you to be deceived. He's going to guide you. We want God to guide us. You know, revelation is going to show us how to be blessed. We, God wants to reveal how we should live. You know, so if you're a person who's wondering, well, how do I know if something in my life was something that God didn't want me to have and I, maybe I should let go? There are a few questions I want you to ask yourself um, or a few few points I want you to pay attention to in, um, as we, we wind down on this episode. Number one, you know God didn't want you to have it if your spiritual leadership disapproves of it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not one to, to think everybody's pastor is just saying the will of God all the time. I've seen pastors manipulate scriptures. I've seen spiritual leaders manipulate um, hearts, you know, because of their, their leadership role. It's possible. But you also have to understand if you're underneath someone's leadership, that means they're watching for your souls. That's what the Bible tells us. I believe in Hebrews. Um, obey them to have rule over you and submit yourselves. Um, so that when they answer to God, they can do it with joy, you know, because it wouldn't be profitable for us for them to answer to God as though we are a problem child. But 
if the people who are spiritual in your life are telling you, bro, don't, don't take that job, don't date that person, and you decide to do it, maybe there's a chance, there's always a chance that maybe God doesn't have a problem with what you're doing. But it's a huge chance if your pastor is against it, if your parents are, are believers and they're spiritual and they're praying for you, and they tell you, I don't think that's a good idea, and you still do it. If the, the friends, if you're a guy, the guys who are around you that you know are spiritual are telling you, bro, that's a bad idea. The ladies who are around you and they're like, sis, I think that's a bad idea, and you still do it. I think that's a, a sign that what you have or who you're dating or what you're choosing to pursue after, God never wanted you to have that. And I say that because Proverbs 12, 15 says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise men, but the wise listen to others. So spiritual people in your corner will tell you when you're tripping. So if you're a person who doesn't have spiritual people, you're missing out, man, because a lot of people are afraid of accountability. Accountability is a lifesaver because it protects you from some stuff you, you really wouldn't have to deal with if you had somebody in your corner you could talk to. Um, the second thing is you don't have peace. There's so many people who they make decisions, they jump into relationships and and the frustration kicks in and it's just like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know when are we going to get married? I, what what should I go here? Or what should I do? And it's like, listen, if God was the one ordering your steps, there wouldn't be such confusion. Now, don't get me wrong. God doesn't give an easy path for us believers, but he does not bring you into confusion. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 14, 33, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. God does not operate in confusion. God, uh, God wants clarity in your life. Even if life seems chaotic, you should have peace if God is the one guiding you. Even if everything is upside down, you should not be unsettled in your spirit if God is the one guiding you. It is possible to have a peace that passes all understanding in a life of chaos. Um, the third thing is, you know, it's something God didn't want you to have if it's leading you to sin. It, we make so many excuses for our sin. Oh, no, no, no. I know God wants me with this person. I love them. You know, we only had sex, you know, just twice. No, I promise. We already talked about it. We're going to stop. And it's like, bro, really? We, we really going to play that game? If it's causing you to compromise on your biblical convictions, chances are you shouldn't be in it. Now, can you get married later on and God end up getting the glory out of the marriage? Of course, but if it's starting off wrong, it may finish wrong. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. If you're not turning away from evil, I'm sorry. But I'm not sure what Bible it is that you're believing in. Because it's very popular to say you're a believer now. Popular, I'm Christian. I'm apostolic. Yes, I, I believe in the ministry of the apostles. And I'm a part of the fivefold ministry and all that. But we're not asking God to, to cleanse us from our sins. It's just like eventually you have to realize, mm, I got some ways that God needs to clean up. You know, so we have to be careful that we're not adding things to our life that's leading us to sin. And the last thing I'll say is you don't feel fulfilled. You know, you you know God didn't give you that because you don't feel, feel you don't feel fulfilled. 
You don't feel complete. And it's not that when God gives you something, you're complete in those things because Colossians 2 tells us that um, for Colossians 2, 9 and 12, for in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and you are complete in him. So we know that we are complete in Christ. But you have to understand, the Bible also tells us the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow. So when God adds blessings into your life, he's not trying to add disappointment and frustration with it. So this verse, it made me think of this verse in Jeremiah 2.13. It says, for my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. So that shows me that a lot of times we take our own vessels and think these are good enough replacements for God. And we create these idols in our life, these relationships, these jobs, you know, social media, the, the affirmation. And we, we start idolizing those things and praising those things, but they don't hold any water. It, it all leaks out. So you can't be fulfilled in something that takes you outside of God's will. You know, so... In order for us to find God's plan for our life and know God's plan, that means we have to die out to our will. We must die out to our desires. Living for Jesus, he tells us, if any man will come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow him. So the first thing in pursuing after God is denying ourselves, telling myself, I'm going to pursue after what he wants and not what my flesh wants, not what my urges wants, not what society wants me to do, but I'm pursuing after him because I want us to understand as I get ready to wrap this episode up that God has better plans for you, but in order to receive God's better plans, you have to be willing to let go of your own. Uh, this verse I want to leave you with Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. If it's a relationship, he can exceed your, your expectations. If it's uh, a job, he can exceed your you know your desired pay. If it's a revival in your church, you're believing God is going to just baptize five people in water this Sunday. God is looking like, I can give you favor with the entire city. You can see a revival of 500 souls, 1,000 souls, whatever, and God can do it quickly. But the problem is, when you choose to do your own thing rather than do what God wants you to do, that's when we fall short. I hope this episode was a blessing to you guys as we try to get back into some form of rhythm, maybe once a week, twice um, twice a month, maybe maybe every week. Who knows? But love you guys. I'm praying. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm pray- I am grateful for your patience. And Saf will be back on episode soon. We'll be seeing y'all soon. Love you. Peace.